Hey, excellent. Thanks for coming back to the Ohioan. I'm Chris. This is Paul. Paul has does a lot of reviews for us, and he's also part of our Steelers podcast. But today we've got author that Paul's going to interview, uh, Wes Sherry. And Paul, why don't you take away and uh, let's talk a little uh, books here. All right. So, Wes, uh, your book, Hero of the Fallen. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, I finished reading it, uh, I think, about a week ago. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, let's uh, have you just kind of give a little uh, plug for uh, your story and uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah, for sure. So I actually I started writing it uh, a few years ago. I just got to the point where I was like, I kept looking around for a book that I wanted to read, and like there was nothing. So I was like, I'll just start writing one. You know, something I want to read, a story I want to like go or an adventure I want to go on. And for me, like that meant like very uh, quick paced, like action based. You know, I don't spend tons and tons of time on detail. I figure people's imaginations can kind of plug in those and fill in those holes. Um, but like if you if you kind of look at like the story and how it unfolds, it kind of reminds me of uh, I took from Joseph Campbell's. If you've ever read Hero of a Thousand Faces, it's like what you know, uh Star Wars and George Lucas kind of based his series on. And it's really just looks takes a look at like the history and the epics and the consistent features that happen. So I kind of took that model and put it into a fantasy story. Um, and yeah, it's really just kind of a about a 16 year old named Will, and he uh, goes he he turns into uh, his birthday ceremony, I guess, and then he realizes that his people have kind of been stuck on this mountain and enslaved there for for centuries. And he's the only one that's been born without uh, the restraints to hold him there. So he kind of goes on this discovery adventure uh, and he keeps finding out more and more about what happened. And, and in the end, it's, he kind of is really faced with this idea of, uh, you know, he can't fail. Other words, if he fails, it's going to cost him more than his life. It's going to cost his people, too. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those typical epic adventures. Like I always like to tell people, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like. You know, like Lord of the Rings meets Hercules. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's a good description <laughs> for people. But like I said, it's it's one of those things like you're not going to spend weeks reading it. It's it's literally most people read it in two days. Sometimes if there's if they want to pace themselves a little bit out, uh, it's it's a little bit fat, a little bit longer than that. But for the most part, people read it pretty quickly because they just you, know, you hop in the story and because it's so fast moving, you just kind of get caught up in the whirlwind. And uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of how originally it started. It's just you know I did want to write something I'd want to read, and uh, eventually just kind of evolved into something that's like I had to make a decision: do I want this to be an actual book, or do I want to uh, just keep making it for myself? And I was like, you know, we'll try and make it an actual book and see if people like it. So that's kind of how we ended up where we are now, and just like a brief background for it. Yeah, and. To be honest, other than Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, I, I'm not a big uh, fantasy reader for, mm. I think, some of the reasons that you mentioned. That uh, it, it feels like a lot of times you get so bogged down in either trying to build the world or explain all the magic. And I, I really appreciated how mm. you're kind of on this journey with Will and you're learning stuff as he's learning it. Uh, he's exploring this brand new world for him and you're exploring with him and you're learning with him and he's learning more about what magic he has and you're learning with him. So you're not getting like uh, Tolkien. I mean, 
Tolkien could spend like what 15 pages describing a forest and it's like okay uh and even just finishing Dracula not too long ago I mean the the whole middle chunk of that book is just them talking about letters they've written to each other um and it and you mentioned it being very fast moving and it is that uh it's just and it's not uh it's not to a point where you get lost it's it keeps things very simple there's a lot that could be explored um, right but I really love that because sometimes I'll start a book and it's a, it's off to a great start. And then all of a sudden you hit that wall where, yeah. okay, we've got to do some exposition and get everybody caught up. Um, so what was, wh- where did you start with the process? Did you start with the idea of will or the, how, how did that, the story unfold for you? Yeah. So essentially just, uh, so I started with like what what do I what have, what have I liked to see in fantasy books, and like it usually does start you know with the farmer kid you know it's going to go on an adventure and like you know it kind of draws on that a little bit, uh, but really it was just kind of asking myself that question is like is this a story I'm still enjoying writing, um, you know I kind of drew on like personal experiences you know I feel like authors a lot of times when they write their first book they draw on a lot of personal experiences. Like characters are based on people that you know, and you know it's it's not that as much anymore as I write, um, but just like initially, like that's kind of how it it plays out. Like the scenes and the environments that you see are places that I've you know sometimes have been to or can really picture clearly, um, and, and it cracks me up because like one of the things you say is about like the magic and how you know that is a tough thing for people for fantasy, and whenever I look at like like people who might. I think people who like, hey, yeah, like they they liked watching like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, and they want to try reading a book on it. You know, what I mean, like probably not best to start with those particular books, but this is like <laughs> I feel like a good like like middle gap. Like you don't need a degree in magic to understand it. Uh, you know, I tried to really try and make it. Uh, I said really enjoyable and it was like like I said about that that fast paced adventure and. Like I said, it, when I look back and like think about it, it was really just like sitting down and writing a few paragraphs at a time of something I would enjoy. Um, and then, like I said, at a certain point, I sent it to my, my sister, like, hey, is this any good? And she was like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. And then, like I said, I had to sit down and actually like put a structure to it. And one of the things about writing that, uh, like my style of writing, um, and like George R. R. Martin, who likes to do Game of Thrones, um, he calls it like gardening. <laughs> So like you plant the seeds, like that's your outline. And then as the plants go up, you just kind of prune them in the directions that they would naturally grow. And honestly, like that's kind of the approach I took to this book. And um, yeah, even the idea, uh, what's the name? Uh, who's, who's the big writer who does the horror books? Stephen King, that's it. Yeah, so there we go. So he has, this, he has a quote that I really liked and that really kind of helped me write, which is... Uh, he says that if your if your characters don't surprise you, sometimes they're not going to surprise your readers. So like my characters, sometimes when I'm writing, like you know they have their own personalities, and you just write them as they are, and then bam, like they'll do something. You're like, well, I didn't expect that, <laughs> you know. So I think that has happened a couple times throughout the book, and I thought that was good. So, and the I found each of the characters. Uh, well, I read another fantasy book earlier in January, and it dawned on me halfway through, I didn't care at all about any of them. Um, I, I could have cared less if any of them suffered any kind of ill fate. And 
all of these characters are very likable. Uh, obviously, some you go into a lot more detail than others, but um, even some of these casual people that you're meeting in passing uh, who still kind of play a role, like you, you're genuinely engaged with them, and your, your main villain, the Emperor, um, yeah. just doesn't get a lot of page time, but obviously he's kind of this hovering threat and uh, a genuinely, I don't say terrifying, make it sound like it's a horror novel, but uh, some of the things he's capable of are just like, this. Yeah. Uh, and again, Hero of the Fallen, uh, Redemption Trilogy Book One. Uh, so obviously I'm intrigued that there's a uh, some level of promise of parts two and three, because you do end on... Um, a cliffhanger, basically. That it's yeah. obviously kind of where there's obviously things about to go down. Uh, uh, what's what's the status on book two? Yeah, so I am currently working on it. So I, I actually wrote my first. You know, I wrote two books in the last few years, and I was I was in school full time. I was working full time at one point. <laughs> I like had kids, and like I don't know how I did it, but I actually I have a semester off school right now. And I'm working on book number two. I'm about halfway through the first, like the rough draft. So what will happen is uh, I'll finish that rough draft. I'll do a second draft through it. And it was at consistency, you know, at details, um, you know, descriptors, all that stuff. And then I'll send it off to an editor. And usually it's a few week turnaround. And then I'll have to do, um, I said, like cover art and stuff. But my goal is to get that out either at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at in the process as far as that goes. And uh, yeah, so one of the things you said, though, that uh, I do love about fiction, and this is because, so, you know, as like I read a lot of nonfiction and I read a lot of fiction, um, but whenever you agree to read fiction, you're kind of agreeing with the author that you're going to suspend your reality uh, and accept theirs, <laughs> you know, and it's just kind of a weird th way to think about it. But if it's not good, like you're kind of breaking the promise. Uh, so like, I'm, I'm happy to hear like that you did enjoy that and you were able to do that and like relate well with the characters. Yeah, and uh, honestly that was, and I've never really given myself permission to read fiction a lot because it's like, oh, it's, you know, I felt like I need to be doing something like professional development or stuff. But this year I've really just, I need to just let myself read fiction. And uh, honestly, I was kind of nervous because I know you and I'm like, what if I read this thing and it's just horrid? Um, yes. <laughs> but I genuinely really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I've always been intimidated by fantasy. You know, I go to the bookstore and look at fantasy. I hear people talking about it. It's like, this thing's like 15,000 pages. I'm not reading yeah. this. Um, but it was genuinely good. Uh, it was uh, very impressed, thoroughly enjoyed it. And look for, and I'm not saying that just because I know you. Um, it was a genuinely good story. Uh, very much enjoyed it. It moved very well. It was a very quick read. Um, I got to the end. I'm like, what? What? I, I, I'm done? What? No. Um, so uh, really yeah. great, great job with the book and really uh, looking forward to book number two. And uh, yeah, it's I'm looking forward to where the characters are going to be heading, uh, what's going to be happening with the world and just really impressed. Uh, with the work that was done on it. So, uh, yeah, and, and uh, just a, a spoiler, if you want, a, a little one is, okay. you know, we spend a lot of time from Will's perspective in the first book. And, you know, you're learning everything as he's learning everything. You know, he's entering a city for the first time. He doesn't know what the culture is because he's never been around it. Um, and, and the next book, there is going to be 
a little bit better understanding of, oh, this is the culture of the, of this place. Cause you know, like I said, it was a really isolated person. He goes into this and we're going to get another perspective from more of the inside coming out. So like, we'll still be there and everything, but also you're going to get a better understanding and perspective of how everything's working together. And uh, like I said, it'll be good. It's, it's a little bit more time consuming on my part. Uh, but like I said, I think it's necessary and it's going to lead to, to really good stuff in the future. And I'm excited about it. Nice. Yeah, I was going to ask Wes, a decent part of our audience are creatives in the aspect of like, I consider, even as a pastor, I consider Paul as a creative. I'm a journalist. I consider myself mm-hmm. a creative. What's that process like? Because you do other things. You're not just writing books. How long do you need to map out if you're really going to say, hey, I'm going to write a book that I can present out to people? I mean, how do you approach that? Because I'm sure you have a family, you got jobs to worry about and everything else. Like, do you have a goal? Do you say, I'm going to take two hours and work on a weekend? Do you say, I want to do a page a day? What's realistic to keep your family happy and you're pursuing something you like to do? Yeah. So for me, like, so Sarah and I, we take this idea of a Sabbath, which is a rest, you know, once a mm-hmm. week, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. We typically do ours, like, because I, I preach on Sunday morning. I, we do mm-hmm. ours from, you know, Sunday lunch to Monday lunch, <laughs> you know, okay. hours. but for me, part of that rest is writing, you know, oh, a creative outlet for me. And if we take a look at it in terms of like, hey, what life giving activities do I have in my life? And what am I like drawing from this, like building into me? Like, this is something that is that it's a, it's like that creative expression. And obviously like preaching is that as well. Um, and I said, this is just kind of a different aspect of that. It allows me to like really kind of take the shackles off. So when it comes to writing, I try and sit down and write a couple times a week. Um, you know, it doesn't always happen. Like I said, this past, this past like yeah. fall, I was in a Greek class and it destroyed my life. And anybody that's taking Greek <laughs> understands that statement. Uh, mm-hmm. And I had like could not write at all. So, but like this time, like I'm finally able to get back into it. I'm like really excited about it. Um, I have done a book in a month. Um, most people don't know this. There's an organization called uh, NaNoWriMo is what it's called. It's the National Novel Writing Month. Mm-hmm. And it happens every year. It's a nonprofit you can sign up with. And if you want to write a novel, they will give you all the resources and encourage you. They have like regional sections that you can even get to with, together with other authors. And I actually did that with my dad and my sister one year. Where we all wrote a novel in the month of November, and a novel is just fifty thousand words, and like you know, just a benchmark, like the Hero of the Fallen is like seventy-five thousand. Mm-hmm. So like it's just uh, all those different aspects. So really, for me, it's just kind of taking opportunities as they come to write. Yeah, um, yeah just kind of advantageous in that regard. Um, and it's it's not like a, I'm making a living on writing or anything like that. It's just something that I write because I enjoy writing, and then. I enjoy it even more if people are enjoying reading what I'm writing or enjoying the stories. Yeah, I appreciate that because we like having authors on. I think it's good, too, to understand what goes beyond what they do. Because I talk to a lot of people in my professional life. It's like, oh, I want to write a book or I want to write a novel. Well, that's great. But sometimes saying you want to and actually doing it is two different processes. So I I appreciate you kind of filling in a little bit more detail on how that happens. Because I'm sure a lot of people out there are like, man, that sounds great, but I'll never be able to do it. Well. It sounds like in your busy schedule, you'd be able to find time, which is great. Yeah. And it's, uh, I would say this, like, you know, writing is the fastest part, you know, mm-hmm. all the editing, like before I put Hero of the Fallen out there, I've read it like seven times and like did all my edits through it. And like, that's probably excessive, but because it's my first book, I like did the, all this extra stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, so what, what the process kind of looks like if people are interested is just, you, know, you write your first book, um, and then you go through it once, like you probably set it down for a month and then go through mm-hmm. it, you know, give your brain a break. Uh, and then you send it to what we call like an alpha reader. Mm-hmm. They'll read it. They'll get back to you. And it's generally people who like your books. <laughs> and I have a few of those in my life and I usually choose people that I know be a little bit more critical of me and not scared to tell me. And because uh, like you're not gonna send it to your grandma, she like, it's excellent. I love it. The world's gonna love it, you know. <laughs> but yeah. if, if uh, I send it to a few people and they get back to me, they say, hey, this is really good. Like keep working on it. Like or like, hey, this doesn't make sense with what you wrote before. Like there's a conflict here. And then you adjust that and then you send it to what you call beta readers, and that's kind of like the last step before you send it to your editor and it gets all like the manuscript gets sorted out and. You know, no, nobody's perfect in the whole industry, you know what I mean? Uh, so, like, there's always going to be, like, you know, mis- like, smaller mistakes, you know, as far as, like, grammatically and stuff. Like, I could pay, like, there's, like, different levels of editors, uh, but I can't afford all the le- levels of editing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. you, then you send it to a proofreader. So, like, generally, like, I just go to a good editor, and uh, hopefully they catch it. But, like, even, you know, like, you read stuff like this mass producing, like, how did that slip by somebody? You know, right. I mean, we've all been reading that, like, and uh, so, like, you know, there's hey, as a journalist, yeah, we always wonder about that. You know, <laughs> obviously, no matter how we do, some typos do get by, you know, and printing online. So, yeah, definitely what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you know, it, the, the publishing industry has changed, you know, yeah, uh, with like independent publishing. And, like, that's what I do. Uh, you know, there's traditional publishing, which is all those big houses like Penguin and stuff, where like you submit a manuscript. And what's tricky about that is, like, I can submit a manuscript and what they'll say is, Hey, you can't submit this to any other publisher until we get back to you, but they can hold it for six months. Whoa. Okay. And, you know, or whatever, you know, like they kind of have control, like you're agreeing to their terms. And like, so it was like, I don't want to do that. I'd rather just get my book out there or else I could pay somebody to publish it, which is thousands of dollars for me to pay somebody to just kind of do what I think I could do myself. Right. Um, and then, or else I can just do it independently. And like, you know, with the tools we have at our disposal nowadays, it's just like, I'm just going to go that route. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm excited. I am excited to see kind of where things go because at this point we, I haven't done any, any advertising. It's all been word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's people sharing or Facebook, but like when the second book comes out, what I'll do is I will advertise the first book because I'll have mm-hmm. a second book for people to read. So I'm excited to see just like the general level of acceptance and like, um, you know, it has got some, some good numbers on Amazon in the past as well. So I'm excited. Good. Good. It, it helps. Uh, any other questions, Paul? Because I want to end up with telling everyone where to get his book at, but I want to make sure to step on your toes if you have any other questions for once. Uh, I'm just curious as a fan of the story now. As you sit here today, do you know how the trilogy is going to end? Oh, that's a great question. I have an I have an idea of where it's going. Okay. <laughs> and, and there will be an end. I'm not the type of person. Uh, that's gonna make it four books, you know what I mean? Or if it just like does take off, like I like closure in my stories. I'm I'm a reader too, and I have had authors that are like, yeah, check out this trilogy, and then it turns into four books. I'm like, Come on, gotta wait another two years or whatever <laughs> when you write this fourth book. So uh, I like I have enough stories in my own life that I'm reading that don't have haven't have endings yet. But this one, like, it's gonna be three books and three books it is. So very that's- good. Well, where can we – now, we're going to add a link, obviously, where people can click on it. But it looks like Amazon best place to buy your book at? Yeah, for sure. Amazon is is the place, you know. 
Um, if people want a signed author copy, they can go to my Facebook page. Okay. Uh, and it's just, you know, Wes the author. We can put that on there and they can just message me and I'll sign it for them and ship it to them through USPS as far as a physical copy goes. But you can get the e-copy. Um, if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free, essentially. Yeah. Um, so like I said, there's a lot of ways to read the book. And like I said, you know, I'm willing to work with anybody that wants to read it. And that's the goal It's just to have people reading it. Yeah, Kindle. I get. I'm seeing now that they got your book on sale for three bucks, so you can't beat that, right? No, yeah, yeah, it's good. Fantastic. Well, very good. Well, Wes, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming on, uh, talking about your books. Definitely keep us in touch. We love to hear back from people. So let us know when that second book's coming. We'll have you back on to discuss that one. It'd be great. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. All right, Thanks, fantastic. Paul. Well, well, Paul, stick around for a second afterwards. Want to mention something to you? Thank you, again, Wes. Thanks for checking out the Ohio one, and you all have a great day. All right, see you guys. See ya.